I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello and welcome Waco to Waco PD on the beat. I am Officer Janae Draper with the Neighborhood Engagement Team. And I am Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer for the Waco Police Department. It's the end of the month now and we are here to bring you kind of like our crime episode. But yeah. it's not really like crime. Is it's it more crime? safety episode yeah, this week, I feel. Crime and I feel. safety episodes. Yeah. Maybe we can couple those together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because yeah. we're talking about traffic laws. Traffic laws, red light laws. Exactly. We have Sergeant Ashworth here. He is the sergeant over our traffic unit. Which we've had the traffic unit on before. Some of your guys. Yes. To talk about maybe like school zones and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, school zones. Yeah. But we've never specifically talked about... An abundance of traffic laws <laughs> like we're going to be doing today. So, so Get okay. out your pad and pencils right, and get right. ready. So, so thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but tell us, t- t- tell us what situations we're recently dealing with that you're seeing on the roads right now. Well, I guess uh, some of the biggest complaints we, we have right now, uh, number one is speeding, and number two is red light running. Obviously, both of them can lead to accidents and whatnot. So that's what uh, a lot of folks, not just here in Waco, but throughout the United States are seeing. There's a lot more speeding. There's a lot more uh, uh, red light running. Just reckless driving in, ge- in general. Because, I mean, I just watched a video out of Austin where somebody was, it's not an officer, just somebody uh, driving their car in Austin. They have a camera in their vehicle, uh, obviously for their you know safety purposes or whatnot. You actually see the light turn red. Uh, and they get a green light. Well, one second after they get the green light, a car comes through the intersection. Well, fortunately, they were paying attention, so that vehicle, there was no crash with that. But five seconds later, another car ran the red light and smashed into another vehicle that was, you know, in there. Well, that's not just running a red light. That's reckless driving. Um, I mean, that goes from being a citation to really it could be going to jail. Yeah, because they, you know, the actions that they took. Um, and one of the things that I think people need to look at also is, you know, we we call them crashes now. That's a new that's kind right. of new to people. Uh, they're not accidents. Uh, there are accidents that can occur, uh, but usually it's dealing with Mother Nature and, you know, mm-hmm. wind, rain, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, with that involvement, that's an accident yeah. or can be an accident. Crashes are more of an intentional act. Somebody did something that caused the crash to occur. So whether that's I'm on my cell phone, uh, I ran the red light, I was going too fast, and uh, maybe somebody crossed in front of me because they figured, hey, the speed limit's 30. They weren't expecting somebody to come down the road at 60 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, things like that are what we look at is that's a crash. That's not because there was an intention. Whether you intended to have a crash or not is not right. the, yeah. the bottom line of it. It's the action that you were doing at the time that the crash caused occurred, crash, caused yeah. it. Right, right, right. And so, well, before we get into kind of more nitty gritty, explain a little bit of the overview of what the traffic unit is. Okay, the traffic unit basically uh, oversees the traffic enforcement in the city of Waco. Uh, we do this, um, basically we, we go through areas that, uh, and take complaints from areas that 
see traffic issues. So we go out and make an assessment of, a is that a traffic issue? Or maybe that's just, it's, is it just heavy traffic and we're not used to it? Because obviously the last few years, Waco's gotten a lot more traffic than what sure we used to. Mm-hmm. So that's something we have to look at is, you know, do you have somebody that's lived in the same area and then all of a sudden we just have a lot more traffic? It's not necessarily speeding or something like that. It's maybe a perception there versus an actuality. I was just going to say uh, perception versus, yes. you know, what it is. and mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we go out and we may use uh, a speed trailer uh, to go out mm-hmm. there and, and do that. We actually have one. Uh, deployed at uh, Twin Rivers uh, right now uh, near the golf course. Uh, we've actually had it out in that neighborhood a uh, few weeks now. We've, we just moved it uh, this last week to a different area because that is a fairly large neighborhood out there, and we had several complaints. And obviously people coming through that neighborhood because of the golf course and other various reasons, uh, you know, not everybody lives there. Uh, so we, we put it out there. And uh, we actually got a lot of feedback from the neighborhood okay. as far as, hey, that's, that's working. It's slowing people down. People actually see oh, wow. how fast they're going. And that's a part of it. Uh, the speed trailers, we can do surveys with them or we don't have to do surveys with them. Some, some of it's just having people visually see, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe I should pay attention because right. I'm going 45 miles an hour through my neighborhood. When I sit right. there and complain right. about other people speeding through my neighborhood, I'm actually speeding through my neighborhood uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what it is. It's a reality check uh, for a lot of folks. Uh, and, and, you know, we talked to several individuals out there that said, yeah, it's great that it's out there. We actually are planning to put it in one other spot before we pull it out of there and take it to our next project. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's kind of where we're at. But it, it's, it is uh, – you know, basically, and if, let's say we did a survey in an area and we see, uh, and we can do a survey a couple of different ways. One is we can go out and use the speed trailer, but obviously not, the speed trailer is not going to catch all the offenses that we may see. So if it's a red light, obviously one of us is going to have to sit there and uh, watch that red light. Um, stop sign, same thing. So basically, the other way is for one of us to go out and actually watch that area and see how many violations uh, that I may, you know, stop. So basically, a rule for me is if I can make three uh, three stops in an hour, that's an area where we're going to work because that's a lot for right. one particular area. Right. Um, and when you say that, it doesn't mean you're trying to make three stops. It's no. just you you see the violation, and if right. there's more than three that you see then you realize that that's an area of of issue. Absolutely. Because sometimes uh, we haven't been able to do it lately, um, but uh, sometimes we'll take an unmarked vehicle and actually watch that area. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because obviously people are going to pay more attention um, most of the time when a patrol car is sitting there watching that area. Uh, They're going to pay attention to that patrol car. But, uh, I mean, sometimes they don't. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, my... uh, I, I might call him out for a bit, but mm. he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he, he might never know. But my, <laughs> my husband is notorious for speeding. <laughs> Ryan, slow down. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I laugh at him all the time because, you know, we'll be driving and then he might see uh, a patrol car or a cop car on the side of the road and, and he slows down. And I go, you know, at that point, they've already got your speed, right? <laughs> they, right. Are, they already no. have it. If you right. see them, it's probably it's too, no well, sense. They, they yeah. already have your speed if you see them <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you immediately. It hits your brakes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I always, I always get down to him for that. But I am also the one that is called the grandma 
as I drive. Yes, I, you do. Yes, you do. But, but you always get from point A to point B exactly. without any problems. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, but going back to the speeding thing, I know that um, like the trailers and stuff, that's been very beneficial. I noticed that the uh, neighborhood associations, you know, you say most yells is red lights and speedings. Yes. And I know speeding is a, a major concern for most of the associations. And um, the trailers that do the speed surveys and getting that data back to whether either, um, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, yes, there is a speeding problem an here. Issue, yeah. Yes. yeah, an issue. Or there's, hey, it's, you know, not really a speeding problem. It may be just be one car one person, yeah. here or there that looks right. like it's, or it just looks like it's going fast, but it's actually going the speed limit or something like that. So that's been very helpful in uh, the neighborhood associations with the data that it collects. Right. So. Yeah, one of the things, uh, you know, you talk about just one vehicle. We, we will actually target a single vehicle. If we get enough information on a vehicle, uh, we did it in China Spring. I had uh, numerous calls on one particular vehicle. I even had, uh, you know, employees of the department saw me actually stop this individual one morning and like, yeah, that guy's, you know, been causing heck down the uh, China Spring Highway every morning. He's always speeding to work. Well, you know, I made a stop on him. Uh, I don't remember if it was actually for speeding, but I, I do know it was a, he did have a violation. So I stopped and talked to him for a little bit. Of course, about a year later, we had to do it again because I got another complaint on him. So one of my guys did stop him for speeding, and we had another conversation with him. We haven't had any, it's been about six months, I guess, and we haven't had any other problems with him. But, you know, just give me, giving us information about those individuals. We'll go straight to their house. Hey, yeah. you know, people are complaining about you speeding through the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, understand if we catch you doing that, that's, uh, you know, it could be a violation. You know, you could get a citation or whatever, something worse if you get into a crash or something like that. Yeah, sure. Um, I know there's been plenty of times. And that's a great point to make that, that people are watching and, and they're going to they're gonna let us know <laughs> when yeah. they don't like the way that you're driving, if you're speeding constantly or, or anything like that. Because you're driving recklessly. Oh, yeah. I mean, we get messages all the time to oh, our yeah. Facebook page. And I know I send them over to you when it's definitely a, a situation of, of concern. And so... Uh, that, that is definitely something that we get quite often. And so that's good for people to know that if, if you know, I mean, and sometimes sometimes people do know. A lot of times people don't even realize that they might right. be speeding. But a lot of times people do know what they're doing and probably maybe shouldn't be driving that way. Right. But, yeah, people, people are watching. They're sending it to us. Absolutely. <laughs> and some people just aren't paying attention to their speed. I right. mean, I stopped two people a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, and uh, both of them, neither one of them, had any idea how fast they were actually going. Yeah. And that's that happens a lot. Uh, you'll stop somebody, you know how fast you were going, and it'll be like a 30, and they're doing 45, 50 miles an hour. No, I, I have no idea. I'm like, you're in a neighborhood. I mean, yeah. going 50 miles yeah. an hour. I mean, that's, I mean, there's kids in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that the vehicles, they're a dangerous thing to drive. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially sure. now that the weather's nice, people are out walking, getting outside. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, definitely, definitely. Um, so what is wh- what are some things that I guess the public, besides, I mean, you know, we know the answers to slow down. <laughs> but what what are some things that the public maybe can continue to do or, or help us out with to kind of reduce the, the issues that we're seeing? Really just pay attention on the road. I mean, and a lot of the red light running, while, yes, there is a lot of it that isn't done intentional, uh, some of it's just simply done because I, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize that, that light had already been yellow for a while, mm-hmm. and now I'm driving through it. Uh, so 
a lot of it's just, you know, keeping your head on a swivel and paying attention to the roadways versus everything else like your cell phone, which is probably a good percentage of uh, a cause of our crashes. Obviously, we can't prove that because nobody's going to tell us that they were texting whenever they got in a crash. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, but we know for sure we can we can we see them going down the roads and they may have their cell phone in their hand. Obviously, it's not illegal to talk on your cell phone while you're driving down the road. Uh, you just can't be in any kind of messaging app. Right. Uh, but yes, just, you know, paying attention, being thoughtful to your surroundings and what's going on. I mean, we had, uh, I was doing some data of our Chris system, which is where we record our crashes. And we had over 2,600 crashes just at intersections since January 1 of last year. Wow. Wait, say so that number again? 2,600. 2600. Wow. That's a lot. So, I mean, and you figure there was about 7,600 people involved in those crashes. Sure. Because not every car is one occupant. Right. right. And so, you can do it. You can at least double that because you got one car and one car. So at least one absolutely. driver in each. Yeah. So, uh, and, wow. it, and fatalities, we had at least seven that I saw in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as severe in- injuries, I wasn't able to look at that. But, you know, you figure, you know, you take a percentage of that. That's, there's a lot because yeah. if, if you're driving through and you blow a, a red light at 60 miles an hour and somebody's coming across there, mm-hmm. somebody's mm-hmm. going to be injured. Right. You know, probably right. pretty bad. Right. Uh, even even at forty miles an hour, you can do some damage to to somebody. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So, you know, they're barely coming across the intersection. You hit them in the driver's door. That's that's going to hurt. And I want to I want to touch on something you said earlier, Sarge. You're talking about um with the in the Austin and the video you're watching. Just even kind of being defensive driving, and mm-hmm. even when that light turns green. I know a lot of times we're in a hurry or whatnot, but just kind of you know, checking the intersection and, right. and looking at these vehicles coming because you might have some people that aren't paying attention or trying to hurry and make that, that light. And so just checking um, the intersection, I just remember, it just made me think of a time I was younger. Um, I wasn't driving yet. I might've been like 10 or something, but out there at Highway 6 in Spiegelville before the big intersection, it was just a little two lane road. <laughs> um, but we were going off of Spiegelville and um, the light had turned green and my mom was about to go, and she stopped, and here comes this 18-wheeler just barreling yes. through the intersection. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of stuff like that that even now I carry with me to kind of check green mm-hmm. lights before entering intersections just because that experience. So just kind of also be defensive uh, driving as well. It's very important. Well, you know, you say that. I was actually in another state uh, in one of their major cities, and uh, I was going to get something to eat. I was staying over by the airport, and I needed to run down and get something to eat. And... Uh, going down this road, you know, it's a pretty major road in that, in that city. And I noticed the light turned green, but nobody moved. I'm like, it actually took them a second or two to move. But what I saw whenever that occurred was two other cars run the red light instantly. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen at just one intersection. Wow. It actually happened at multiple intersections. So the people in that town have Almost gotten... Like they they're they're they, accustomed yeah. to that. They're accustomed to it. So they were... You will see them wait. They won't just, when it turns green, go. Yeah. And I saw that in more parts of town than, you know, just that side of town. It was, yeah. it was several parts of town. I saw that where they would wait, you know, a second or two yeah. for the red light runner, and then, uh, then they would go. Yeah. And it's by no means saying run red light's okay, but it's just being safe about it. Because right. like you said, 40 miles an hour, that causes some damage mm-hmm. um, and can cause some serious injury. Mm-hmm. Well, there is the, you know, the... 
the second or two delay between the red light and the next red light turning green, right? right. But still, even then, mm-hmm. those people who are going to run the red lights, I mean, sometimes, again, they're not paying attention or not realizing, and maybe sometimes they can. If they tried to stop, well, they're going to stop in the middle of the intersection and are either going to have to continue to go forward or put <laughs> right. it in reverse. <laughs> so, you well, know. Well, that's, that's another thing that people are, sometimes they're confused about, you know, what is running a red light? Right. Well, if you go, if you catch the yellow and you're in the intersection whenever the uh, light turns red, sure. you're fine. You know, that's, you continue on because uh, turning, that's going to happen to you if you're turning. Yeah. That's the other problem with people continuing through the yellow. You're not allowing traffic flow because people that may need to turn, mm-hmm. they can't mm-hmm. because you're exactly. blowing the yellow light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you're inhibiting traffic as it is. Uh, the other thing is, you know, a lot of people, you know, first thing they'll say, hey, it was yellow whenever I entered. Well, entering the intersection doesn't occur until you've passed the lights or the striping that's on the ground, whether it's, you know, some intersections just have a line, a stop line. Some of them have a um, crosswalk as well. So if you haven't full, if your vehicle hasn't fully or the majority of it crossed that when the light has turned red, you've ran the red light. Okay. So if you're sitting on top of the crosswalk, you didn't enter on a yellow. It right. was red. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the biggest thing we get is I, it was yellow when I entered. It may have been yellow when you looked at it. Mm-hmm. It was not yellow whenever you entered the intersection. Mm-hmm. And so speaking on that as well, um, I've noticed a lot of things just from working patrol and working crashes. Um, if you happen to witness a crash and see like, hey, no, I did witness this light, this color, or I did witness it. It was a flashing, you know, yellow arrow, not a solid green arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, stay in until officers arrive just to say, hey, I did witness this or did witness that. It gives us an unbiased um, opinion when it comes to the crash. Because like you said, a lot of times, you know, well, it was green or it was this, you know, and just they might not have realized it or, you know, or don't want to admit something mm-hmm. or, or something like that. So having an unbiased witness just to kind of stay, say, hey, I did witness this is always very beneficial, especially to us Absolutely. on scene working crashes. Well, one other thing is, you know, a lot of people think when they have the green light that they automatically get the right of way, uh, which for the most part is is true. However, if you have somebody that still is already in the intersection, they have the right to exit that intersection. So just because you got the green light, yeah. you need to make sure that that uh, intersection is clear because you may have had one of those people that was trying to turn and wasn't able to, and when they finally able to turn, now you've hit them. Uh, and they right. were legally where they were, they were at because they entered it on a green. It turned red on them, but they are, you know, they can enter, exit the intersection, mm-hmm. you know, before you come blowing through the intersection at 50, 55 miles an hour. Yeah. Sure. So sure. even the other day I was going to work and, uh, it was, uh, usually you see people that, you know, it's still red and they, they might go through it and you realize that, okay, you know, they, they're fine, whatever. But the other day, uh, no, my light turned green and I went to go, but then I didn't accelerate very fast because, you know, grandma driving. And <laughs> <laughs> thankfully I didn't though, because uh, as I was going, I noticed the car that was turning left in front of me was not stopping. And I was like, oh, okay, go right on ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that defensive driving oh, for exactly. you. Exactly. And I was like, and now I'll go. Yeah. And, so. and that's another thing is a lot of people have gone to more of an offensive driving yeah, versus a defensive. Yeah. They they don't. Yeah. There is no defense in their driving whatsoever. It's I need to get to point A to B, and I don't care what's in the, my way. Mm-hmm. 
So wow. that's that's a mindset that really that's what re- really needs to be addressed. Is you know, and I, and we can't change that. If right. if you're wanting to get to A to B, I can't change your mindset as to how to do that safely. I can give you pointers and whatnot. It's up to you to do it safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the the uh, road rage is a. Seems like there's been oh, yeah. more incidents of, of, of road rage. Of people getting mad know. at each other oh, on yeah. the road. Excessive I mean, honking, yeah. um, just yelling, following people. I mean, I've noticed more calls come in. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're that. all trying to get to our our sure. destination, right? So it's just I, and and again, I know people that have way more. Like, I don't necessarily get mad if someone does something doesn't use their blinker. I always say, oh, join the party. Come on in <laughs> in front of me. You know, like I'm just like, okay, whatever. I try not to, to have it bother me too much just because it's not worth it to right. to get mad or get angry. And if they didn't yeah. hurt me, maybe they didn't do it the safest way. But thankfully, I'm not injured or they're not injured. Then I'm just going to let them cut me off and keep going about my day. Right. right? It's just it's not worth it to, to get mad. Well, while you're on the topic of that and while we're talking about it, um, if you happen to find yourself in a road rage incident, yeah. you know, not not following them because you don't know, you know, what they might have in the car, their mindset or anything like that. I right. mean, the best thing you can do is call our non-emergency number, maybe give it a vehicle description yeah. of what happened in a license plate, maybe an officer's in the area, um, but to not follow them. Or if you notice someone with road rage is following you, you know, call 911. Um, I would definitely say that's a 911 in situation. Let them know, hey, this car's following me. He's got road rage because, again, you might not know their mindset and what they're what they're doing. And then, you know, just kind of start making your way towards the police department. Um, since we're on that topic, I kind of want to yeah. give that safety tip. I didn't yeah. know if anybody we get lots forward. of calls about, you know, just reckless drivers, someone calling in about they're not, you know, obeying the, the rules of the road. And, and it goes out to, to everyone on the on the yes. radio. So that is that is a uh, one thing that we get quite often. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and th- you know that's another thing is we get a lot of them in these uh, uh construction zones. You know, it's more than just drivers in those construction zones. Right. You know, we we there's people that are out there working and if you have a crash in that the potential of hurting one of those workers that's just trying to do their job is pretty high. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some areas that they've They've got some pretty good concrete barriers and stuff like that, but still, I mean, I mean, cars can flip over those. Absolutely, I mean, yeah, I've seen them go straight over the top of them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, cones and stuff, and right now, everywhere in Waco is a construction zone. So, oh my gosh, yeah. So just slowing down and being mindful of that. Just remembering it's more than just you on the road. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing. Right. Um, you know, just have that mindset of if I get in a crash, I can't get to B. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. that's that's the whole thing is uh, I may end up in the hospital because I made a bad choice, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's running the red light or I'll, I'll give you another one that actually causes wrecks all the time is people disregard the lines on the ground. Mm. When a line is solid on the ground, that is you can't cross that line. Uh, that's, you know, the, that's what TxDOT or the cities put out there to say, hey, it's not a physical barrier and the fact that I stuck a concrete barrier there, but it is actually a barrier to keep you going. I'll give you a good example is uh, 5th and Waco, or 5th and Interstate, rather, uh, right there where the McDonald's and the Fazoli's are. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, what we call a Texas turnaround that brings you to turn back south uh, underneath the interstate, 
and people all the time oh, will try to, try get to cut across. They try and yeah. get into that, like yep. right where the Fazoli's, McDonald's, and Dutch yes. Bros is. They try and cut across. And, and that's, and a, that's why TxDOT put that line all the way mm-hmm. over there is it's longer. So yes. you can go down to 7th Street or 8th Street and make the turn and then come back. Come back around, right. But people. But it's not safe to cut across. Yeah, yeah, I can't tell you how many people are cut that thing and we have wrecks. Right, I right. Mean, I, I would get venture to say we have, uh, you know, at least two or three of those a week. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, even before that solid white line was there, I mean, and, and that turnaround was open, that mm-hmm. area opened back up. I was like, this is not safe. <laughs> I'm yes. going down a little bit more. Yeah. I but just actually just here. take a little bit of extra time just to go down a few streets yeah. yes. and then circle back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We know you're hungry. Yep. Yeah. We know you might want your coffee. But I say, say, you know, I want my coffee. Can't, but can't but get I, there yeah. it's just not worth it. I say, say, yeah, in your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Is there anything that, now, of course, obviously crashes happen basically every day, right? Is there anything, uh, you know, certain crashes, maybe fender benders, situations like that, we don't necessarily need to be called out to, but maybe we still get called out to? Is there situations where maybe the, as long as it's civil, the drivers can exchange information and they don't have to get us involved or? Oh, yeah. If, if, I mean, if the cars are drivable and there's nobody injured, you can pull over into a parking lot, exchange information, and go on your way. I mean, there's no reason for an officer to go out there. Uh, a lot of times, you know, our reports are an opinion anyways. I mean, it's not a, a fact. Um, you know, sometimes insurance companies use them. Sometimes insurance companies don't. Uh, it all depends. You know, they, they have their, a lot of those companies have their own investigators, so they'll investigate the crash as well. Right. So, I mean, if it's just a minor fender bender where, you know, uh, nobody's hurt, no bunch of damage to where you can't drive off, just exchange information uh, and then go on. And that information could be just name, uh, your insurance company, the phone number for your insurance company, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some vehicle information as well. Uh, you know, just, you know, just some general information that way. The insurance companies can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So, or the other person can call your insurance company and say, hey, this is what happened. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's as simple as that. You don't have to have an officer out there. You don't, I don't care what insurance companies say, you don't have to have a police report <laughs> yeah. to file a claim. Right. Like I say, that's sure. what some people say is my insurance says I have to have a a crash report or something yeah. like that. And it, it basically is, we're going to do the same thing you're going to do, exche- help you exchange information. When well, it's A lot of it's they want us to do, you know, they don't have to pay for an investigator to come out mm-hmm. if we did it for them. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so And then it's just, it, you know, prolongs the whole right. situation yeah. and, for and them do, as well to get we into do the, the uh, You know, the crash reports have a couple of different things for us. Number one, we, we have you know, investigated the crash because it's bad enough. It meets the, the criteria, but it's also for statistical data. Yeah. It's not for insurance companies. It's for us to make our roadways better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what a, a lot of the crash reports are for. A lot, a lot of people don't realize we, TxDOT uses those crash reports to figure out, is there something we need to change? Uh, is there something we can do better in an area? Um, so it's not just about the crash itself. It's about you know, giving TxDOT information on that area. Is there something we're missing over there? I, I give you a good example. Um, they, I think it was in the Houston area. Uh, they were having a, a crash 
in a, a specific spot every time it rained. Well, TxDOT goes out there and realizes there's a pool of water that comes up every time it rains. So they're able to put drainage in and correct that because of crash reports. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's that's kind of the mean, you know, what crash reports are really for. Yes, they do help with insurance and whatnot, but they have more meaning than just that. Right. Probably getting a lot of information right there at that turnaround. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fifth and Street. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need more than a solid white line, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but some people think, I mean, sometimes they just think that they can do it, and it's just yeah. not, yeah. you know. Depth perception is kind of off sometimes. You know the thing mm-hmm. in your mirror where it says it's closer than it yes. appears, you know. Yeah, it comes up. <laughs> yeah. It's but, um, just. But going back to those crashes real fast, just uh, reiterating, you know, if, you, if you're able to um, pull an off to the side or pulling into a um a parking lot, but yeah. just getting off the road Especially um, is actually way sa- yeah, is way safer uh, for you um, to do that versus staying where you're at. Like, um, it, it doesn't mean that you're you know avoiding the crash or anything like that. If if you're concerned, put on your hazards and then just drive slow till you can get off. But it's a it's a giant safety hazard um, for everybody involved if you can safely pull off of the roadway or pull to the side. Um, yeah. Whenever you're involved in a crash and you are able to, we have some instances where someone might be hurt or the vehicle can't move. That's different. But if you are able to move, um, it makes it safer for everyone involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anything else about, about traffic laws on the road? So we've what covered what a lot. Should do? Yeah. Just really, it's just paying attention Speeding and lights, crashes. caring for more than just yourself because yeah. yes. who you've got in your vehicle. I mean, the other people around, I mean, the the thing is that, and I'll give you a good example. I'm sure people have seen it. Guy talking on his cell phone, having an argument with his girlfriend, coming through a parking lot, hits a person in the car, or hits a person in the, that's walking through the, the parking lot. Right. And uh, turns out it's his girlfriend. Mm. Oh, wow. So, I mean, instead of paying attention to driving and whatnot, he ends up hitting his girlfriend right. in the parking lot. Jeez. So... Yeah, yeah just, just paying attention and caring for more than ourselves. Right. Defensive driving. Defensive Bringing back driving. defensive Not driving. offensive driving. Right. Yes. <laughs> so. Everyone should just drive like me. I know. Yeah. I've had to take defensive driving, so I've, I'm a fan of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Sergeant Ashworth, for oh joining yeah, no us problem. here and letting us know. Any, anytime that you feel that there's a issue that arises that that we need to – Address let the public know to slow down or yeah. stop at a red light. And, and I appreciate you when it, whenever people send us that information on yeah. vehicles and oh, things. Because got one the other day. We're going to go have a conversation with somebody. Well, yeah. there you go. And a lot of it, actually, this is a great point to bring up. A lot of it's education, oh, yeah. right? You're not Absolutely. pulling people over to give them tickets necessarily. No, because, no, I mean, we, we actually hand out quite a few warnings. I mean, if you haven't just blatantly broken a law or something like that, a lot of times you may just get a warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you do run through an intersection that has a red light five seconds afterwards, yes, you're going to get you know, a yeah. citation more yeah. than likely. There's stipulations. Yeah. <laughs> so, but somebody that, you know, now our policies, if you run a red light, you're going to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. So, or a citation. Um, but, yes, I mean, there's a lot of things. Maybe I was going a little fast for the area I'm in. So, as long as it's not a negative neighborhood. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, yeah, or a school zone, or a school zone, an activated don't, don't, school zone. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. go through the school zones too fast, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we stop people all the time. Uh, even Waco SD works some of those school zones when they can. Yeah, uh, yeah, just 
slow down for the flashing lights. My favorite thing is when you see the school zone up ahead and people like speed up and then hit their brakes at the school. I'm like, just just like roll into it. It's okay. 20 miles. It's all good. Yeah. No big deal. You know? Yeah. They've got to get to it and then drop their speed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, and it's not get to it and then slow down to 20. It is 20. Your your speed must be 20 by the time you enter that school zone. And it's just so funny to watch. And I'm just like, you know, you know, 20, you know, just roll into it. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Well, that's a lot. That's, you bring up that. uh, That's another thing that a lot of people don't realize. It's not when I see one of those speed, it's called a speed zone for a reason. It's from sign to sign. When I see that doesn't mean that that's when I get to go that speed. It's when I pass that sign that I need to either be at that speed or I can go to that faster speed. There you Mm -hmm. go. So, yeah, again, education. Sometimes. Yes, yes. Well, so. thank you. Thank you very much for joining us here on oh, Waco yeah. PD on the beat. Be safe out there, guys. Drive slow. Drive All slow. Right. Ryan, that's for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer for the Waco Police Department. And I'm Officer Janae Draper with the Neighborhood Engagement Team. Have a great day, Waco. Waco PD on the beat. The heartbeat serving 